Welcome to Direct Audio Movie Discussions Podcast. My name is Spencer, and happy birthday to you, belated. Happy birthday to you, belated. Happy birthday to Max, belated. Happy birthday to you, Max. Gracias. Thank you. De nada. Um, You decided you want to take a vacation with your lovely lady and go overseas. And so, therefore, you told the pod, buzz off, because you, where were you at? I was in Ireland for two weeks. Until you said it right now, because we've been talking for a little bit, I really did forget that it was two weeks. Yeah. That's a long time. How do you, like... You know, we went to Dublin. We went to Dingle, Cork. We went all over the place. So it was like a new place every two nights. There was like one or two places we only stayed one night. But like we were just always on the go. We were always exploring. My legs were fucking killing me every night. And, um... I think it was Thursday. So last Thursday before we came back, um, we climbed Skellig Michael, which to all you listeners, all you Star Wars fans, you might know as Luke Skywalker's home in The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. We climbed that and it was like one of the last days of the trip. Everything was building up to it. I was kind of nervous about it because it's super high. It's super steep. And we achieved it. It was amazing. One of the greatest things I've ever seen. And after that, we still had like three days and it kind of felt like, all right, we're done now. <laughs> you know, It's like, like the climb down. You're like, oh, I got up yeah. here and now I have to climb down. Same thing on the trip. You're like, well, I have to, we have to keep going. And that was yep. the peak. And we still did stuff. Like we, like we, uh, the second to last day we were there, we saw the Cliffs of Moher. Mo- I keep saying it wrong. Mohair. And it's- Mordor from Lord of the Rings. That's another famous location. It's uh, amazing cliff. So we still did stuff, but like, we were talking about how funny it was like the first week and a half. We're like, let's stay out till midnight. And then <laughs> the last couple of days, it was 10 p.m. Like, let's go back to the B&B, <laughs> you know? So, that, I mean, I feel like the perfect time for a vacation is 10 days. Yeah. I feel like anything was, over 10 and you're getting you're getting bonus time. And it's like, you know, yeah. well, that's today's so. episode for uh, Direct Audio Travel Pod. Um, thank you guys so much <laughs> for your time. No, but I mean, I'm glad you had a great time. And uh, to bring you back to this, we clearly had to have a birthday episode. Yes. Talk about the peak of your year. This is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people are going to see the title and they're going to be, I feel like just like I was, they're going to not be shocked, but kind of be like, a, oh, okay. Um, because we've talked about a lot of movies on the podcast, but you kept saying you were on this movie yeah. um, and you picked Game Night from 2018. I want to know what was the driving factor behind this. I I feel like my past two birthday episodes, so my first one that we did together, we did the Batman movies, we ranked them. Yes. And then the second one, we did Good Burger. And part of me was like, I want to do heavyweights for this episode, because <laughs> within this past year, we did Good Burger, and then for Christmas, we did Jingle All the Way. So I was like, let's do the whole trendy of uh, kids' movies from the 90s that are a little weird and not very good, but I still love them as a kid. But the reason I didn't was because I, okay, so I saw Game Night in theaters in 2018 when it came out with Brie, and we both thought it was a lot of fun, and we enjoyed it, but after that we didn't watch it again, because these days, you know, if it's not on streaming, <laughs> I don't know where to find it, because I, I don't buy physical media still like you, so like... If it's not on streaming, I don't know to find it. I don't have cable, so it's not like I can watch the it played over and over, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, we saw it. We enjoyed it. 
five years go by not watching it. And back in April, I saw that it was on Amazon Prime. And I was like, oh, I remember enjoying that in theaters. Watched it. And I was like, holy shit, this movie is great. This is a great comedy. And I ended up watching it two more times that week. And I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. And I thought we've been doing... Every birthday episode's been nostalgia-driven. So I figured I would do a twist this time and do a movie that I rewatched recently three times. And I figured, why don't we just do something that I'm into now as opposed to something that I was into? Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. And that's why it was just... It was very intriguing because it was a movie that we we've talked obviously about a lot of movies both on and off the pod and we've gotten together and this yeah. is one you've pretty much never mentioned except for once you're like oh yeah i've watched game now you should watch it like that yeah. was like the beat that was it and mm-hmm. so uh it was funny for you to like to all of a sudden get on this kick and that's what we brought up when we watched the flash together yeah and they the two directors john francis daly and jonathan goldstein um had a part in writing the flash because they were both going to help direct it um, yeah. they were directing duo um they also just did dungeons and dragons honor among thieves um, another great movie yeah what you said you weren't you afterwards were like yeah it wasn't as good as i heard it was gonna be it was still good hype yeah. I, I there was so hype much hype is hard that when I watched it, I was like, is it really as good as people said? And then the more the days went on, I was like, yeah, that was actually really good. So, And then I I watched it on my flight to Ireland again, and I was like, yeah, this yeah. movie's great. Let me just say, so I felt the same way with this movie, because you were then, I'm the same as you. When someone hypes it up, I'm like, okay, my 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 meter is like checked. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to really feel what they're feeling. And I watched this one today. I bought, ironically enough, I bought the DVD or Blu-ray of it because it was not on Amazon Prime anymore. So I either had to pay four dollars to rent. I was like, you know what, I'll just buy it. So I bought it. Yeah. I think it was better than I had thought. Pre- like it could be in the past. Um, but you did set a high bar. Yeah. Um. So it was. It. I don't know if it be. It, it hit that level afterwards. But you know, it was still good. It was good. Yeah. I think another part too was like. Everything I said was why I wanted to do this episode. Also, I wanted you to watch it. Yeah. and Which I you could have just people, told me to watch it, my friend. <laughs> I want people who have never seen it to watch it, too, because it's a movie that I feel was kind of under the radar. And when you see a trailer for a movie called Game Night starring Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, your first thought is, eh. But yeah. it's way better than it should be. Because and nothing against those two, because they're both great at what they do. But let's think about Jason Bateman starring movies. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of stinkers. Yeah. And just well, seeing this trailer, you'd think it'd be another one. But what I love about this movie is not only is it hilarious, there's not many hilarious studio comedies anymore, but it's also just made with attention to detail. Like it's very tightly written and edited and it's way better than it has any right to be. So hopefully some people listen to this episode, maybe go check out the movie themselves. Yeah. I do encourage everybody to watch it. Um, it was hilarious to me that one of the like big plot points is like possibly his infertility when Mm -hmm. he had another movie with Jennifer Aniston that was like, him like and his semen and like yeah. so which was the switch and yeah. then didn't he, he had the change up which i think is another one that's kind of it's that's it, ryan reynolds ryan reynolds and him and they wish they had each other's lives and they swap it out that um, movie's fucking vulgar as shit yes it is. That? yes i have that's why i was like what in the world? yeah so 
it was kind of weird that I was like, oh, that's I guess we're just kind of going that route. Um, but yeah. it was different. But uh, still good. It was still good. I think the cast. The thing is, when you say that, like, I think the cast is fantastic when you look at it. Yeah. Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Uh, you had um, Jesse Plemons, Kyle Chandler. Like that foursome right there is great. Lamorne yeah. Morris, I know him from New Girl, yeah. um, and he pretty much played the same character here, like yeah. the exact same. Sharon Horgan and uh, Billy Magnuson, mm-hmm. they were okay. Yeah. Uh, my only thing with uh, Billy's character, which is uh, Ryan, he's too dumb. I agree. And that really dragged it down for me. Is that there were there were just some parts of this movie where, and I'll bring them up as it comes along. Where, like, I was literally just like, man, you, like, they really just, they would, like, slip in and out of the characters being competent. Yeah. And that, to me, sometimes can be annoying, because I'm like, oh, you're just doing it to get, like, a, like a laugh. I mean, the other people in this movie, uh, Kylie Bunbury, and then uh, Michael C. Hall, which is the late ad of the movie. Um, and, uh, and, and then a secret Jeffrey Wright appearance. I got some stuff to say about that part when we get there. Yeah. I, I really like the way he plays that role. But, you know, going off what you said about Billy, he is really stupid in this movie. And I remember in theaters, I was like, he he's not doing it for me. And when I rewatched it, like I said, I watched it three times. Um, the first time, I was like, yeah, he's just weighing this movie down. But the more I watched it, I was like, oh, he's supposed to be that dumb character. And there's one part in particular that I'm sure you didn't like because they just drag a joke out. Um, we'll get to it. Yeah. But I think the punchline at the very end makes it worth it. It just shows this guy is a fucking imbecile. So, like, I do agree that he's probably the weakest character. But the more I watched, I was like, okay, it works in this universe. And uh, there are a lot of moments where, you know, maybe they do act a little dumb just for the joke. But to me, that's just screwball comedy. And that's what I think is unique about it is the, the story is well written. It is very twisty. But the characters themselves are just kind of dopes. Like you wouldn't expect them to be in that world. I think yeah. the writing was very clever. I like the writing a lot. I love the deliveries. I think Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams have great chemistry. Um, I don't think Billy and Sharon have chemistry, which I mean, I guess that's, but the weird thing is like, Oh, you guys are so cute together. It's like, no, they are weird together. Lamorne and Kylie's characters. I feel like are kind of just there. Um, yeah. And then, Kyle Chandler's character Brooks um, he plays it perfectly he plays douchey older brother stereotype which I think he does it very well I've always thought he was good but like when I was watching very underrated actor yeah I was thinking that I was like this guy's super underrated like he does such a good job in this movie like balancing both humor and like drama yeah and I do think going off what you said about Lamorne being the same I do think that yeah he's playing the same character from New Girl but he's also like um like that's what i wanted him to be in this movie like he's not the main character right obviously so let's just have him do his shtick amongst the other people it feels really funny because there's a lot of um actors that do that Uh where it's kind of like oh you're coming from tv just do what you do yeah and we'll go from there and you're like oh yeah you're 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 it like I feel like yeah. also ironically enough from that Zoe Deschanel was like the same thing. It was like you just be yeah. quirky and we'll let you keep going. Yeah. And it feels like a lot of the SNL character people, the character actors that come out there are kind of like just do that for a little bit. Like Bill Hader yeah. was one of the big ones, and Andy Samberg and uh, yeah. Kristen Wiig. They're like you just do what you did on SNL and then we'll figure it out. 
And I feel like a lot of movies do that with Nick Offerman, too. Yeah. yeah they like, do Ron Swanson. But yeah, uh, written by Mark Perez, directed by, like I said, John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein. I think they do a couple really cool things in this movie. I mean, the big one, they use a lot of tilt shift. Uh, for those of you who don't know that, it's just basically when you – it's a camera style that makes it so like things look like they're miniatures and almost toys. And ironically enough, from a Reddit post that they did, they did like an AMA. And one of the things I genuinely loved and appreciated was the fact that they included so many references to games – Yes. Uh, but not even just like forward facing ones that you are like, you clearly know that they're doing operation at a certain part. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like the way that they're all sitting in the car is the cars that are in the game of life. Like how you sit like two people in front, two people in the middle, two in the back. Uh, when yeah. he's trying to get out of the office, they're playing Jenga. I'm trying to think what the other one that they said there was. Uh, anytime they're in a car and you're behind, you're in a third person view and they're using like basically a GTA camera. So Grand Theft Auto, like they're doing it so it looks like you're driving the car. They did a lot of fun things like that. It it was cool that they didn't just use Total Game Night. They actually really like seemed like they were trying to pay homage to a lot of games. Yeah, I agree. And that that's honestly one of my favorite things about this. And I think that is strictly John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein's vision. Because my guess is Mark Perez wrote this script years ago and it just happened to be picked up by them and they had that vision to be like okay we can take it we can make it your typical generic comedy um like murder mystery sorry Mm -hmm. sandler (laughs) but that movie kind of has a similar vibe to it but it's Mm -hmm. so generic yeah so it's like they we could make it like that or we could like put a spin on it and make it feel like you are watching people play a game you know there's even a shot where like okay so i know and because we we i played a decent amount of grand the thought i'm not sure if you have but there's a way you can change the camera to be kind of like free and there's a scene where they pull up on the bridge and they're right like next to the tire and that's a very specific shot that gta will give you where it's like oh yeah you're just by the tire and i always find it funny like who the fuck like drives like this and then that being the movie i was like i don't know if that's intentional or not but i like it yeah. I like that we're doing. Oh, the other one I real I remember what it was. The type of dog that they have, Gary's dog, is the Monopoly piece dog. Yeah. Um, so even like little things like that, where they're like, yeah, it's totally intentional. Like we that, we made it. The the knife in the when he comes out of the bathroom is meant to be like clue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's little things like that, which is kind of fun. Um, but uh, we mentioned John Francis Daly. Another reason why I was like, oh, I wonder why he picked this. Notably, his first one of his first acting roles was Freaks and Geeks, huh? Yep. You think yeah. he could slip that by me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I knew that was him, but like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew him the most from Waiting, uh, that Ryan yeah. Reynolds comedy. But then also, I want to mention uh, cinematography, which we said we kind of like, uh, you know, the stylish choices that they made. Barry Peterson did it. Comedy chops through and through in regards to his uh, cinematography. We're looking at Zoolander, 21 Jump Street, the Lego movie, Were the Millers. A lot of modern comedies like Central Intelligence, The New Vacation. But I think I think this is some of his best work. If I'm looking at some okay, of the movies totally. that he had here, I work mean, with... just looking that these are all like really they're comedies, but they're yeah. all very well shot. Maybe not all of them. Yeah, um, there's a couple that I'm like, like, yeah, you're not, you're okay. Jumper. I love the Jump Street movies. <laughs> Zoolander has a look to it. Yeah, um, it's just like obviously Starsky and Hutch. They both feel very similar. You yeah. can tell he's fresh to that one. But yeah, I think we covered all this stuff. Obviously, this movie's about board games and games. Top five board games. 
I've never been a big board game guy. I do love Scattergories. Scattergories is a classic board game. See, I think everybody that says they've not been a big board game person, and I mean this with all love and respect, is a liar. Yeah. What they mean is that they don't go deep into board games. Like, I think people overlook the basics. Like Monopoly, Life, Scrabble, uh, Clue, Jenga, Scattergories. Like, those games fucking rock. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Now that you've said it out loud, uh, I love Scattergories. It's awesome. That's my number one pick for sure. Scrabble is a classic. I... Like, if anyone, if I'm at a game night and people are like, let's play Scrabble, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I I'm a Scrabble that. fiend. So whenever you want to play Scrabble, my friend, I'll play you. Have you ever played Codenames? Yes. I do like Codenames, Codenames as good. well. Yeah. Um, well, the Clue is, a, of like the classics, I think Clue is my favorite. Yeah. It's one, like, sometimes if someone's like, let's play it, I kind of drag my feet because there's so much that goes into it. But once you're deep into the game, you're like, okay, this is fucking awesome. So I love Clue and, um, Let's just go easy. I like trouble. That's the one with the popper, right? Trouble's the one with the popper. Yeah. I mean, you you're hitting mine on the head. I'm a huge Monopoly guy, so I'd probably throw that in there. Um, Sellers of Catan. If I'm gonna be kind of more cliche, that's a great one too. I think this is fun that they did a movie that's completely based around the concept of just being board game fans, especially in a time where board game fans and and board game nerddom, in a sense, is so high. Yeah. Um, and you know what I really appreciated about this movie because it could have been really easy bait. They didn't make fun of people who like board games. Yeah. Like, they could have gone that route where it's like, sometimes they're like, oh, you guys are those kind of... They, they really kept that kind of hidden down. Like, it was... These people were competent in all types of board games. They played everything. Um, and I think that was... I, I like that. Because I was also nervous about that, where it's going to be just the punchline at the end of the day. is like, you guys are nerdy board game people, huh? Yeah. And they were competent. It could have been easy bait, man. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, so the Warner's brother logo, or the Warner Brothers logo at the beginning here, I love, because you get obviously already the homages to many games. I uh, saw so Scrabble piece, Monopoly Hotel, Dice, a sorry piece, an Operation Wishbone, obviously the huge Clue pieces. Uh, but then in the background, there's a Catan board piece, which I was like, awesome, big fan of that too. A lot of game references. Yeah. It was first shot as Jason Bateman screaming, who cares about winning? Let's get drunk. Um, yeah. But th- he's at the bar at a trivia night. And I've done this move before when I have drunk friends who are like, let's do shots. And I'm like, they can do their shots. I'm going to just have water. Yeah. And isn't that like, I remember the first time I saw it, I thought immediately, oh, great. It's going to be a vulgar party comedy. And like kind of yeah. like what you said, it's going to go the way we thought it would. And then it's immediately like, nope, it, it, it does this little twist. And I think that's like the perfect way to set the tone for what's to come. But I also think it just shows who he is off the bat where he's like, I really yeah. care more about the game than getting drunk. And I'm trying to mm-hmm. get them. Uh, then we see that Rachel McAdams' character, Jason Bateman's character's name is Max. Her character's name is Annie. They're on opposing trivia teams. And let me just say this. If you're going to make a movie about board games and games in general, understand how the games work. I think all of us have been to at least one trivia night. There has never been a trivia night where you just scream out the answers as loud as you can. Yeah, that's a good point. You go write, you write down a piece of paper, you walk it to the guy or girl or person, and you just give it to them. And they read, okay, they, we all got these answers right. It's not just like a first-come, 1st first serve screaming match. But this question, whatever they say, is the answer. Um, that's they, how they meet. 
that's how they meet and then we cut to them making out on a train um and then we uh i also of course you pick this movie because his name's max how much yeah. more cliche could you be huh i honestly and there are moments in this movie where his older brother treats him the way he does that reminds me of the way my brother treated me growing up so <laughs> i think i see a lot of myself in this character other than the fact that his name is max and that he likes playing board games you know you're not and he really loves a... movies he makes a lot of movie references they also make a lot of movie references and i appreciate that there's um, one part in this movie and we'll get to it when we get to the scene that it's so much like my brother and i that it's almost scary like the interaction they have i'm like holy shit i think my brother has said that to me i but wish we'll, i we'll get knew what that meant i don't know we'll get um <laughs> we'll get to it um they're playing the first of two queen songs they're playing don't stop me now over a fantastic game montage yeah. um i love when they're playing charades and it's like they keep pointing at the, their one friend and <laughs> yeah. they keep just making fun of him. he's like thanks guys i really appreciate it and that's when he <laughs> proposes to her he playing charades <laughs> yeah. they're playing D- yeah they're playing ddr at their wedding which i feel like i was like okay so there's like games i guess but no one yeah. is going to play two person ddr like you gotta have you gotta have just dance okay yeah just dance is the key yeah um, um. But, you know, going off of what you were saying about, like, them making fun of their friend, it's like Rachel McAdams, like, pointing out all of his flaws to his face. Yeah. Like, She's like, uh, fat, uh, balding, uh, this. And he's like, thanks. I gotta say, she is really funny in this movie. She's like, I've, she's great. I feel like yeah. she's not in enough. Mm, I agree. And this movie, like, she can, she's been in many comedies, but this movie to me was like the one where it's like, oh, she has chops. Like she can keep up with everyone in this movie. I think she does a great job. Yeah, I really agree with that too. And I think, again, their chemistry is great. I think they feel like a real couple um, and it doesn't feel weird or it doesn't feel like it's fabricated. It feels very realistic and they yeah. both play the parts really well. Uh, they're playing uh, paper football at a fertility clinic we just jump right into a fertility meeting. Like they're like, here, boom, yeah. there you go. They meet and discuss about how stress can affect fertility. I just might be fucked, which is good. <laughs> it's good to realize. Um, yeah. They talk about like hyper competitiveness and then they dump some exposition, which again, you have yeah. to, you find out like, Oh, yeah. my brother's competitive and I've always been working with him. Um, I'm Jason Bateman through this whole thing where they're like basically in this like uh, therapy session yeah. And uh, he's like, we're doing this right next to the room I masturbated in. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the doctor's thirsty for yeah. just because he's tall. Yeah, I know. That that part was a little too silly. But at the same time, I like, as I was saying earlier, I like that it doesn't get too vulgar in this part. They're yeah. in a fraternity. Uh, fraternity. They're in a fraternity. <laughs> They're in a fertility clinic. And she's thirsty. She's asking for his brother's sigil. Any other comedy would make so many like how big is this how's this yeah dick let's fuck let's make a sperm joke and it it doesn't do any of that and i really appreciate that about this movie is how it doesn't just go to that it does more just like dialogue driven comedy speaking of dialogue driven comedy every single birthday episode requires a monologue and now when liz and i did et we realized there's not really many monologues in that movie so we had to adapt this movie doesn't also have any monologues like in a larger sense so i sent you a text yes and in this text is maybe my favorite scene because it felt like it was being improvised um we'll get to it now they go home my one complaint of this movie is it's too yellow 
everything's yellow. It doesn't make – I feel like we're in a fucking cold place on. Everything is yellow. Um, this is where you see the first use of Tilt Shift, which is a camera effect that, like I said, it makes everything look like toys. Um, they get to their cul-de-sac and they meet uh, Gary, their neighbor. It's played by Jesse Plemons. He's a cop. He's carrying his dog. And his delivery is so funny because he's just so specific and he is – like attentive everything is like uh the mailmen are here and I, we had to come outside because my dog needed to urinate it's all these like really specific phrases and i love that they did a thing where every time he spoke they slowly zoomed into his face to make <laughs> what he was saying more creepy yeah and i i like how like if i i was noticing the sound design when he starts talking like yeah. everything in the background cuts out and all you can hear is that like buzz that you hear from like power lines you know yeah just the like white noise of existence and like you said it slowly zooms in on him and it just it makes his character seem so fucking just creepy yeah and i they do such a good job with him and then jesse just knocks it out of the park in his role jesse's amazing he was nominated for a detroit acting award which is cool so good job for you there for this movie (laughs) um but jesse's one of those actors like when i see him i'm like i know this is gonna be pretty good like that guy don't miss um, yeah. but yes, I sent you this, uh, little snippet and, uh, it's a scene where they obviously don't want Mac, uh, they don't want Gary to come to the game night because he's weird. Um, yeah. and so they're always trying to hide it and they show up to their house and they have like the stereotypical, like we just went shopping thing where it's like a paper bag and there's like clearly on the top three <laughs> things popping out and it's all these Tostitos bags. Um, so this is the, uh. The scene, you will be Gary. Okay. And I will be Max and Annie. All right. And we will start whenever you want to start. Okay. I do hope you keep me in mind for any future game nights. Oh, yeah, you bet. I've always enjoyed the camaraderie of good friends competing in games of chance and skill. Yeah, yeah, well, um... We'll do that, but uh, tonight it's just the uh, just the two of us. Three bags of Tostito scoops, I notice. Yeah, there's a special on these tonight. Three for one. Three for one? Yep. How can that be profitable, profitable for Frito-Lay? These corporations, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Well, you two enjoy each other. It's often we don't appreciate what we have. Until it's gone. I think that's it. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) After that, I love when Gary goes, what? And they're like, like, oh, we didn't say anything. And the way he says, oh, I thought you said something. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say it that creepy. (laughs) Everything he says is creepy. Nothing he says is outwardly like scary or yeah you know threatening it's just like what but it's yeah. the way the lines delivered he's amazing in this and he's where he has a blonde flat top he's always wearing his cop <laughs> uniform <laughs> he's always carrying his dog like a purse yeah yeah um and, and i love that like right at the end of that there's that silence and jason bateman just says to uh what's her name his wife annie, annie. he says he says to annie i think that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's I think just that's like it. classic Bateman timing, you know. He, but that's what I love about this movie is that like he is able to be himself, and Rachel can really feed off him well, which I think yeah. it just it just works. Um, 
But uh, we and, and they do this quite a bit where they they said this was like a technical thing that they wanted to like get people out of the movie and like kind of jar them a little bit. They'll do these yeah. quick shots, like a cut in a video game, where it's like this one was like cutting the celery, pouring the salsa, this, and then it like quickly cuts to the next scene. Yeah. Um, and I like that they do that a couple different times. They do it in the uh, they do it in like the grocery store a little bit later. I think they do it mm. one more time. Um, but this made me laugh. It shows them like prepping the game night. And they're talking about like, oh, we I told everybody to park far away and then like sneak in. And then like we hear the blinds like being ruffled. Who the fuck opens the window but closes the blinds in front of it? I know that that was they, they did that just so they could have that joke if everyone coming into the house. Of course, and then they do reference Night of the Living Dead. That's our first movie references. I was pretty pumped about that. Um. And they don't even know who the first girl is, which like maybe don't send yeah. her in first. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it it is uh, what's his face's girlfriend. It's yeah, it's Ryan's girlfriend, so which it, is Billy Magnuson. Yeah. Uh, that is a, I love that because they go through the window, and then it cuts over, and what's Lamorne Morris's characters? Name? Uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin and Michelle. They, they come through the other window, and you just hear Jason Bateman off camera, like, "I didn't tell you guys to come through the window." And this is like, he's like, "I left the back door open." <laughs> Classic Bateman delivery. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, her name is Madison. That's the girl who he uh, Ryan brought close to Mattinson. Ten out of ten. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> um. Ryan brings up another girl. Um. And like says like they're like, "Why do you keep switching partners?" And it's like, look professional game and let me tell you this much you got to learn to balance your teams you can't always do couples because then if one couple's too good at the games you you got to be able to switch switch up a little bit mm-hmm. you got to be able to like if we're like i know we play a lot of like mario kart um with Teresa and i and uh my sister and uh steven i think his name is um that guy that guy. Um, but we'll switch up the teams because obviously Steve and I are a little bit better and Danielle and uh, Teresa aren't, so we'll swap them out a little bit. If there's a game that they're better at, you got to just be able to rotate. That's the key to a game night. Yeah. You can't always be on the same teams. Because uh, sometimes you just want to, you know what, you, you kind of want to just win against your partner. Yeah. You know, every now and again. Not, I'm not saying be vindictive, not be vindictive all the time. Yeah. I, but, Bree hates playing blockbuster game with me unless she's well yeah because i dominate one we need we have still not played that game together which i feel like is a shame i'm staring at it right now i have mine right behind me and i have all my board games i Uh, didn't set this up by the way so when you asked i used it as reference but that's good yeah yeah i'm staring at it right now wow uh this will be cut but we're gonna be in town the uh the end of April, uh, August and April apparently, uh, but in August. So um, if you guys are free, we can figure something out. The end of August. Yeah. Let me know the dates when you get a chance. We I know exactly where they are, so I can tell you right now. Okay. We will be coming in at the twenty fifth and leaving on the first. Okay. Done. That might work for like one night. I Perfect. think we might have something the the weekend of the 25th, but if you're leaving on the 1st, you know, that's my first week back. We could probably do something the night of the 31st. We could make something work. I'm probably good with that. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Um, but um, they are in the uh, they're in the game room area. Um, they talk about how Winston uh, – Winston, I call them Winston. <laughs> I wrote in the notes. Basically Winston. Winston, basically. It's <laughs> Kevin and Michelle. They, got, they met each other in middle school, and they got married at 19 – um, and that's going to be a plot point throughout the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Um, 
Ryan then, which is kind of the ditzy guy, comes in and is like, hey, uh, you hear that? I don't know why he's Norm MacDonald in my movie. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, hear that, yeah. uh, you hear that You uh, hear that? rich people are using uh, their game nights as fight clubs? It's my Norm <laughs> MacDonald. Um, but uh, yeah, he's like, rich people are doing fight clubs for their game nights instead of actual games. And they're like, what are you talking about? Um, and uh, then they're talking about how Brooks, Max's brother's coming to town. He invested in Panera Bread. And uh, camp with the Fuji apple salad. Oh. You know what, Panera? Here's my question. If, if, if a Panera investor is listening right now, lower your prices. Yeah. Have you been to Panera recently? Uh, a few months ago. Dude, it's pricey as fuck. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan. I, it's I soup, like it, salad, but... and sandwiches. It's all the yeah. basic shit. Yeah. It's just like Bree and I got sandwiches and soup and yeah, it was like $29. Dude, I went for to like do some work on the road and yeah i got a half a sandwich a cup of chili and a lemonade and it was 18 dollars. that sounds good it was good Regardless but not 18 dollars good yeah, yeah yeah i do love a good cup they have great chili though so that's how i can't leave them um but uh we hear the car roar cut outside and uh the man of the hour drives a red vet stingray <laughs> listening to billy joel top yeah. volume of course as you would yeah. Um, he clearly doesn't listen to the instructions. He drives right out front, and uh, he's this again. He's this typical character. He's doing the thing where he's like, "What do you mean I'm supposed to park far away? All our friends are here. We're not doing a family game. Like what are you talking yeah. about? I don't know why he's <laughs> that guy, but he basically is like that. And uh, fuck, because Gary's outside and like watching yeah. him, you know. And uh, that this part is really funny not just like because of the way the lines are delivered but because of the editing how you just see gary in the background on his yeah. porch like looking just like glaring wires and uh and it's dark out he's like oh it's nobody else is here and his brother brooks is like what are you talking about i can see everybody in the doorway and it just cuts the doorway and everybody's standing there and uh max is just like yep yep there they are so yeah. it's like every line is delivered perfectly and the way it just cuts back and forth between them and the people in the door it's just really good like comedic editing and i feel like the casting is great they look like they could be brothers yeah i agree um and the joke throughout the whole movie is that like He's a little bit taller, a little bit more handsome, a little more chiseled, a little more charismatic, and everybody yep. kind of agrees. Um, they, uh, everybody, the only thing I, I am annoyed by with this character is everyone thinks he's cool except for one guy. Like that character yeah. trope annoys me a little bit. Like Annie would at least understand how Max doesn't like connect with his brother. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be new information, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so they play a game, which is just like guess the famous person. Is this even a board game? I don't know. Like I play it. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just like guess the famous person, and not yeah. like um, not like the game where you put it on your head, you have to walk around like they play in the office or an inglorious bastard, you know, and you have to headband yeah. basically. It's just like I will name as many famous people as I can. Um, yeah. One sec, I'm gonna let Birdie in. It might pick up. You're okay. Oh. All right, go on. Um, uh, but it's like it's like that kind of game, and clearly, again, he's he's so cool and suave uh, that he. Like, list off everybody. But there's a point where he tells us, he says, the clue is, like, Marilyn Manson. And he yeah. says the story that I think we've all heard where it's, like, took out a rib so he could do his thing to himself. And uh, then tells a story about how Max tried to do it with a bungee cord and, like, got caught and his parents yeah. came in. This <laughs> is what sucks with this movie is he says, poor man's giant up. And they answer, Skeet Ulrich. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. 
Skeet is a legend. He's fine. Shut the fuck up, Matt. I'm just kidding. Scream. Scream is good. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, They run through a bunch of names, though. He gets seven. And then Jason Bateman, for being the great game player that he is, commits the cardinal sin. Do you know what the cardinal sin is? What, like, when he gets his wife to guess and he gets too personal? Yeah, you don't just play to one person. Yeah. Because if they don't get it, you're out. You got to play to the room. Yeah, but at the same time, he's super nervous. His brother just embarrassed the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. So I think he got in his head and he thinks, oh, this, I got this one because me and my wife, we know each other so well. We also met Edward Norton. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I I get it. And this part is so fucking funny. Yeah, I, I, this is a clip I saw before I saw the movie. When he's trying to get her to guess and she can't, so then he starts playing to the rest of the room. And he's like, oh, they played the Incredible Hulk. Hulk. And they're like, oh, yeah. Um, Mark Ruffalo. Other yeah. one. Eric Bana. Other one. Uh, like, Lou Ferrigno. He's, like, he's like, holy, holy shit. shit. It's yeah. just like, yeah. fucking Edward Norton. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> like, did play that. Or the one where he goes... Uh, primal fear and he goes Richard Gere didn't play the Hulk <laughs> which is classic Winston quote yeah classic that should have came from Ryan <laughs> yeah cause yeah, that's his character mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah then they, he loses he gets none ooh wah, wah. and they're like and then literally they're like that's game night and then yeah. they leave he's like hey come to my rental house next week cause I'm in town I don't sure I'm to leave Anyways, one week later pops on the screen. We see them going to the car with board games. Put those board games in a bag. You can't have yeah. loose board. You're going to drop pieces everywhere if you drop it. That's a mess outside. Gary's outside again. He's jealous. He's like, I was going to make you guys a dinner with my ex's recipes. And, <laughs> uh, maybe I thought that was a gift for her, but it also could be like a curse. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they brought like Scrabble, Life, and... Uh, I don't know what the third one is, but or Clue. It's Clue. Yeah, he brings the classics. Ryan brings a new person to the party. It's like a fancy mansion that they're at now. This is the part that I was talking about. So when Max gets there and Brooks answers the door and Max says something like, oh, look at this house. You're like Tony Stark. He's like, yeah. And then he goes, well, is Jarvis going to come take my order? And Brooks goes, all right, Max, I got the Tony Stark reference, but you went a little too full nerd for me. Yeah. That Which is I've done my many brother times. Pat and I. That is I have done that with my brother. We may have had that same exact back and forth where he's like, Okay, I got that first part, but you got really nerdy, so you need to shut up. Like that's my brother and I right there. So, is your brother older or younger? Yeah, oh um, older. He's three years older. Okay. Everyone's always been like, Hey, your brother Pat, he's good looking, he's charming, he's athletic. See? Yeah, he so gets it. That's why you, there's a lot of reasons why we're relating to this movie I'm seeing. We're, we're uncovering an egg, a Fabergé <laughs> egg, if you will. This made me cringe. Okay. Max says, hey, here's the board games I brought. Mm-hmm. What does Brooks do? He hits them out of his hands. Don't you dare. Yeah. Now I got to pick up all the pieces. There's three yeah. different board games. All the Scrabble tiles? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That, that is fucking annoying. That's, that's, that's fucked up. I like how, once again, Bateman, killer with the timing. I like how he points out little things like that. So he, he's like, hits him out of his hand. He's like, we're going to play something better. And you just hear Jason Bateman go, you didn't have to hit him out of my hands. Right. Like, I like yeah. that he acknowledges it because like, that's a stupid thing to do. Yeah, yeah it could have easily been just like brushed over. He'll, he does it a couple times in the movie. 
Um, yeah. We'll see like little quips. Um, like I think of like when Annie like goes to the store and like gets like alcohol. He's like, oh, you know, it's good that you got that, honey. But I don't think it's really gonna like you know do it for us. Like, <laughs> like he has that kind of delivery. Um, he's got so many great lines in this movie. Yeah, but Annie comes back with the board games back intact, and I was like, how did yeah. you do that fast? Um, yeah, continuity or continuity or movie sucks zero stars. Um, Brooks tells them <laughs> the game. It's like it's a murder mystery party. Uh, I hire this company. Uh, the winner's gonna get my car. It's like, mm-hmm. isn't it a rental? Um, either way, he's like, okay, we're gonna start with a drinking game. And then you know what? Spice up drinking games because they're playing Never Have I Ever. That game never, no pun intended, goes well. No, that that it's... that, that party is either like we're all single and horny in college and we're trying to get someone to say something crazy mm-hmm. or we're about to upset our partner. I agree. And I, what, that's what I happens. I'm just kind of like over drinking games in general in Same. my life. But that one especially is just stupid. There's no way to win. No. How do you win? I, I'd much rather like watch a bad movie and say drink every time this happens. Or, or like, like play a vi- like play. I like we like playing a video game. And if you like you play, Mar- you play Mario Kart or Birio Kart. Uh, but we, we play um, Mario Party, and if you get first place, you give a sip. Second place takes a sip. Third place takes two. Fourth place takes three. And then, yeah, your first place, you get to give it someone else. Like, you play like that. So you got to deal yeah. them out, you know? Play mm-hmm. it where there's something creative towards Not just be like, never have I ever seen a sheep in person. It's like, no one fucking mm-hmm. cares. But, yeah, what happens is um, we cut outside. There's people outside the house with guns. They say they're ready. Cut back inside, and um, – this is where we see Brooks is holding a butcher's knife and that gets for cheese. Use a cheese knife. What are you fucking doing with a butcher's knife? It just makes a funny joke. Yeah. Nice little jump scare. Nice jump scare. We got to have Bateman. one of those. It's like, that's an aggressive way to carry a knife. Yeah. Another Bateman Klein. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the game is like going on for a while and yeah, uh, we see why it's a bad idea because it's, who's ever had sex with a celebrity? Which like, that's a weird one to call out, you know? Yeah, I agree. And then so Michelle takes a sip and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I just was thirsty. And then that kind of like starts some sort of tiff and it's throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Their whole character line is, who did you fuck when we broke up for that little bit of time? Yeah. And that's and it. I I think, and we'll get, because like you said, it's throughout the whole movie. So we'll get to the payoff. It is kind of a weird side story to have in a movie like this, but I do think the payoff makes it worth it. Because I think it's got a good punchline yeah. at the end. I think it's a good punchline, but you're right. I think the, it takes too long to get to it. Yeah. It's like these two characters didn't have a lot to do, so let's give them something to do. Right. You know? And it's like cl- classic argument to have to be like these couples kind of mad at each other. Um, yeah. But then we hear a knock at the door, and it is FBI agent Jeffrey Wright. Yep. And this part – okay. So I want to talk about this. He plays this part so interesting. And the first time I watched it, I thought this past whatever month, April, uh, the first time I watched it, I was like, he's kind of playing this interesting. The second time I was like, yeah, he's moving kind of weird. And then the third time was when Brie got home from a business trip. I was like, let's watch this movie. And she was like, he is moving really weird. Or is it just me or is he moving weird? And I was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking when I watched this earlier. And she was like, it almost looks like he's in a video game. Right. And it dawned on me. I think that's another little Easter egg because you know – He's like like, an NPC. Exactly. When you play like uh, GTA or like Tony Hawk and you get instructions from someone and they're moving very robotic and they don't stop until you hit A to move on to the next part. Yeah. I feel like he's purposefully moving like that because he's giving them instructions on the game. And I thought it was such like a nice little touch that 
would go over some people's heads. You know what I mean? I will say one. That's a really great thing to notice. The best part of the movie is when he, or the part is when he goes. Uh, by the way, I have to just say, um, does anybody have any food allergies? <laughs> like how he breaks character. It's yeah. so funny because you could easily be like, oh my god, is this the twist? It's like no, he's actually just part of the thing. Um, yeah. Two other guys break in. They punch him in the face. Yeah. Uh, and then they start to fight Brooks, and we get this really long, actually pretty impressive fight sequence. Yep. And they, it's very impressive. It's very well choreographed, but they still throw their little jokes in there. Like uh, everyone else in the living room has no idea what's going on. They're just eating the cheese and loving it. <laughs> you, know? you know what, though? If I was told that, like, what was going to happen is someone's going to break in, kidnap somebody, and leave, like, and if they're that competitive, I'd be watching around for clues. I'd be yeah. following that fight. But none of them follow. They have a big fight. The dolly shot outside is awesome where we go from like the living room and it goes right through the house. Like we're outside like behind like a pool and we're looking through the big windows and they're fighting through one part of the house, going in the hallway, then going to the kitchen. Yeah. Brooks is kicking ass. Oh, yeah. Like he's standing up for himself. But uh, he gets dragged out. Uh, they're just chatting about stuff. Um, he gets um, like tied up, tape over his mouth, and then gets pulled away. And then uh, game starts. So we have the three teams, obviously Kevin and Michelle. They're the married couple. The whole movie they're just talking about, obviously, the alleged infidelity. Max and Annie are the main two characters. And then we have uh, Ryan and Sarah, who are just kind of friends at work, and they don't really have any chemistry. Hi, Birdie. I hear you in the background. They, they all have their different ideas on how to go about the game. Max yeah. Annie, Max is like me. He's like, I'm hypercritical of the rules of the game. If it's the FBI, why are they giving me riddles? Kevin and Michelle are like, oh, we start looking for clues now. So they try to figure it out. And then Ryan and Sarah are like, oh, let's just call the company. Yeah. And, and bribe them. Let's, let's argue. Yeah, but how yeah. we're not into each other. Yeah. Yeah, Max and Annie track Brooks' phone. Um, they're driving. We, we get some more questions about like, oh, you know, I wonder if I'm going to be able to have a kid. I wonder if I'm ready for this, blah, blah, blah. And the whole movie, there's bits and pieces where they just kind of bring up like how he might be nervous about having a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is what it is. But at least they're not forgetting about it. You know you know how so many movies set something up and then just move on from it? This movie comes back to a lot of things. And what I love about it is at the end, Jason Bateman, like, calls it out. Yeah. What I think is fun. But uh, there is a really funny moment where um, – so Ryan is running and he, like, basically barricades Kevin and Michelle in this office. And there's like a there's a latch on top of like the ceiling, and uh, Kevin says, "Hand me those matches. I'm gonna burn this door down." And she says, "Like, if you burn the door down, we'll die." It's just like it's a fire. It's a room with no windows, and we're in it. He goes, "Oh, you saw the Bill Nye the Science Guy?" <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, how flames work. <laughs> it's such a like a perfect little quip because I would say something like that. Like it's like, oh yeah, like just a quick little uh, note. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> And we it's classic Winston. Classic Winston, yeah. We cut back to Annie and Max, and again, the movie's so yellow. Yeah. And they try to like sell it where it's like there's a traffic light, but it's like this movie just very yellow. Annie takes the gun from them. No, Annie picks up his gun. Annie picks up Brooks's gun because he drops. That's it right. At the That's house. That's right. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. So they basically get to the bar, and the hitmen come. She takes those guys hostage, basically the guys that beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And um, once again, you get some great just dialogue-driven comedy where she tells them to get on their knees but then also put their hands up. 
Yeah. Or something. Yeah, she's like, and, uh, put your head down, stick them up, uh, feet down. And they're like, how the hell do I put my face down and my hands up? And Max is like, you know, I had the same question. <laughs> like, he's trying to be on her side. But at the same time, he's like, that also confused me. And she, like, hands him the gun. And is is, is Birdie playing with a squeaky toy? Is she yeah. getting ahead of herself and doing the Jason Bateman part where he has the toy in his mouth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She she is, and luckily it's not one of her really loud ones. So Let me I tell you, not, I hope it's not ruining everything. It's still loud, but it's, it's not bad. It's, yeah, it's, but anyway. So, listener, you on. might be dealing with a little pup in the background, but yeah. um, they do quote Pulp Fiction, and then there is the moment I do like earlier where he or he's like, I, I think this bartender is not real, and they see like um, Brooks is in the back, and he goes, she, he's like, order a drink that only a real bartender would know, and she says vodka tonic. He's like. Well, thanks, honey. Yeah, that's a good one. And then he says, Harvey Wallbanger. And then they bring it back. And she goes, well, is it right? And he goes, I don't know. I've never had one before. I just – but it tastes great. <laughs> yeah. And I love when she does quote Pulp Fiction. Any yeah. of you fucking picks move. And Jason Bateman just claps in the background. He's like, Pulp Fiction, we love films. Yeah. <laughs> that's like all he says about that. I just love how like clueless they are. They play. They drop so the well. gun. He holds like a paper airplane at a certain point <laughs> yeah. when she's like showing down. Uh, she shows them a uh, child's pose. Yeah. And then, uh, then there's a part where yeah we uh they we cut like back and forth to a couple like the other two couples, um, Ryan and uh, Sarah like going to the company. They're talking about basically being like, oh, we don't really like each other. We do like each other. They get to the company. Yeah. There's really no chemistry there. They go to murder. We wrote. Uh, I took a break here for pizza for lunch, um, but uh, we see the office is open, and then we open it up, and Chelsea Peretti is there. And she's been shot. Just kidding. It's just makeup. She's also <laughs> pregnant, and they just bring that in there casually. And uh, that part's pretty funny. It is because they think she's dead. She's sitting there with like her eyes open, with a wound on her head, and they she wakes up. They all scream, and she's like, "Oh, I just came from a." Uh, murder mystery and this is all makeup i must have just fallen asleep and it's yeah. just such like a dumb in the joke. office like, how yeah. would you fall asleep like that and then it's like oh you're murdered and pregnant she's like no i'm actually pregnant and he's just like oh congratulations <laughs> yeah and then and he, he starts trying to like bribe her yeah he, i think this joke goes on a little too long this yeah this is the part that i was talking about earlier this to me is like the only joke that i think doesn't work i think it's drawn out it takes too long but i will say um sarah's line at the end where she's like it doesn't matter how slowly you push it it's 14 dollars like yeah I and think then he's like a nice way to just tie it all together but then she's like how much do you have any cash on you and it's like no one carries cash nowadays come on uh, yeah. but yeah it's like 100 bucks to do it she takes all the money tells <laughs> them like she can pull up the uh like the dossier basically and figure out where they're at but this yeah. is where we also go back to the house and uh, uh, it's uh, Michelle and uh, Kevin. Yeah, they're yeah. there. He basically Jenga's himself up. He puts all these blocks together, to try to get through the top, and he's oh, guessing like it is Jenga. It is, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, trying to like true. guess who it is. He says like he says Tommy Lee Jones. He says Denzel Washington. Then he falls, and the the whole thing tips over. They fly back through the door. It opens the door, and uh, that is when um, Jeffrey Wright's character wakes back up, and then we get a whole bunch of like mixture of them being like oh my god it's real that's not what's supposed to happen and then they all connect and then we cut back to um just uh annie dancing to third eye blind and yeah. using the gun as the microphone 
and I love I love when comedies do that where the audience knows something that the characters don't. It's and classic. I think they and it's do great. It really well. She doesn't know it's a real gun, and she's just waving it around using it as a mic. And all the the guys she has hostage are kind of like ducking away from it. Yeah, because she keeps pointing the microphone at them, being like. Ah, nah. I love that type of comedy. Yeah, because uh, she has the the two um, kidnappers and then the bartender. Um, yeah. And then they go in the back because um, you see Brooks is there. They get the keys from one of the uh, guys. And then he's like, hey, guys, I'm a smuggler. I don't do all this stuff. Blah, 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 blah. They're all confused. I love the thieves trying to break through the door and we get this fixed camera on. This is, again, the video game style shots where it's set on the door lock. Yeah. And every time the door lock oh. twists – the camera turns with it. That is um, some damn good cinematography. It's great. They do it a part. couple times in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then she's it like, just "Oh, makes you feel anxious," you know, with yeah. the characters. It's real, but not the characters don't feel anxious at all. They're goofing around. Yeah. And she's enough. like, "It's not a real gun." She shoots the light out. She drops the gun. And then yeah, it shoots Jason Bateman. He's like, "What?" <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's just a hole straight through his arm. Yeah. Um, the door gets busted through. We get a car chase. This is where they do the uh, like the GTA style where they have it fixed on the back of the car so it's moving. It looks great. Um, great cinematography. Yeah, it's a great chase sequence. Yeah. At, for some reason, Brooks is like, they want me. Jumps out of the speeding car. Max and Annie get away. He says, I love you, Max. Um, and uh, he's like, I gotta get this wound fixed. We're about to get operation next. Uh, and she goes... We can't do a doctor because they'll call the cops. She's like, mob doctor? He's like, no. She's like, what about a vet that works for the mob? He's like, why are you on the mob thing? (laughs) Uh, Classic. Yeah, then we get the stylistic shot of them in the uh, grocery store. Michelle calls and is like, here's the 411. Tells them everything that's happening. And then uh, don't call the cops because Brooks' life depends on it. And uh, yeah, this is where (laughs) he's sitting outside. And she goes, she goes, yeah, they had no rubbing alcohol. They no hard liquor. So I got you a lovely shard. <laughs> yeah, and, and this part right here, it might be the funniest part in the whole movie. Take it. When, so she, she wants to, is it like sew up his wound basically? Yeah, so basically the whole point and of it is she has to get they, the bullet out and yeah, sew it up. The, so that's right. Get the bullet out and then sew it up, but they have no idea what they're doing. So, so she's Googling. She's Googling how to do it while she's doing it. And she <laughs> gives him like a dog squeaky toy to put in his mouth. <laughs> and she For pours the, pain. the alcohol on his wound and he bites down on it. But it's like the most innocent it's little like, squeak. <laughs> it's just, that's fucking, that's funny. Like, I don't care who you are. That's a funny scene. The scene that I like even more is she she's like okay small incision through the bullet and she basically slices down his entire arm the see the 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 makeup's great and he yeah. squeezes his arm spits at her and goes baby it's a bullet not a grapefruit <laughs> just, oh man i love it yeah that's great. a casual banter about her phone falling asleep yeah and then great comedic dialogue great comedic yeah. like uh editing once again it's yeah. and the payoff's awesome. great yeah. Because oh, we find out that she's like, oh, I'm hitting bone, I'm hitting bone, I'm hitting bone. And she goes, what is it? She got shot twice? He's like, that's the exit wound. <laughs> Good God. Oh, I love it's it. perfect. Um, it really is. Yeah. I don't understand the random woman just walking by staring at them, but I mean, yeah. it's that, I mean, yeah. 
just oh like what are they doing I, that's just a joke they do in comedies sometimes yeah um, like, like 21 jump street when they're fingering each other's mouths in the bathroom trying to get each other to throw up and the janitor is just staring standing there shaking true. his head at him Same yeah because it's supposed to be the audience yeah um yeah. but Anyways. um we cut back to them just being at the house we uh and they basically like hey we gotta find out who this marlon freeman is uh marlon that's the guy who we got some exposition in the car um, he bought a Faberge egg for a guy named uh, the Bulgarian, uh, but then inst- uh, Brooks did this. So instead of giving it to the Bulgarian, he gave it to Marlon because Marlon paid double, and uh, now he has the Bulgarian after him. So that we got to get the uh, the egg to give back mm-hmm. to the Bulgarian to get Brooks. They're like, how do we find this? And Ryan tells him, like, oh, I used to date this girl whose dad was a cop and a police computer to find anybody. We got to go to Gary's. Yep, and... Oh boy, we're better because we go to Gary's. This any, whole any sequence time, is great. Any time spent with this character in this movie is awesome. Yeah, Gary's awesome. Um, yeah. His slow retreat into the darkness of the house <laughs> is so well shot. Like he answers the yeah. door and it's night. And he's like, oh, well, I guess we're, uh, we're doing a game night. And he brings out Jenga, <laughs> the fast cut of Jenga slamming down. Um, and uh, <laughs> you, guys have, you have photos of the last game night. Doesn't everybody have frame photos of their best friends in their home? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love the way. So, who's what's the fucking Billy's name in this movie? Kevin. Yeah. No, not Kevin. Ryan. Uh, Ryan. So yeah, Ryan says that just very like, oh, you frame for uh, you frame the picture of our last game night, and the way he says it back, like what you just said, doesn't everybody have frame photos of their friends? And then it cuts back to Ryan's face, and he just does this awkward, like dead serious, like oh just nods at him <laughs> yeah like that's exactly how it feels when you think you're going to be joking with someone but they take it way too serious you're yeah, just like, he's like okay oh. yeah. I, um, I love it yeah. anyways no it's uh max is like all right i'm gonna where's your bathroom at uh goes to the bathroom then he sees the police laptop and we go and uh it gets the weird gets weirder <laughs> because he walks in his office and it's just a shrine of uh gary's ex-wife debbie yeah mm-hmm. but let me say this He's a he's a police officer. Mm-hmm. His password for his police computer is Debbie. Yeah. No exclamation point. No numbers. No. That's why yeah. he's a bad cop. Yeah. That's why no one wants to hang out with mention, him. Everyone knows how obsessed he is with his ex-wife, so I feel like it's an easy password to guess. Right. Yeah. Um, we find out Marlon's name, but the thing is that we, uh, I think. Max would be dead from the blood loss. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He is gushing out of his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's on the floor big time. We keep cutting back and forth from Jenga to Max. Um, the dog. I love the shot of the door slowly opening up behind him. Great mm-hmm. shot to reveal that it's the dog. But also, this fucking dog just starts licking up blood. Is that a thing dogs do? I wouldn't put it past dogs dogs that's are fair. fucking gross they will eat and drink anything you put in front of them that's true well um, he looks at the bulgarian which is smart he leaves when he goes to leave he sees a trail of blood leading back to the dog the dog's covered in blood and this is where one mm. the music's weird it's like blips it's like yeah so i'm not sure if i like the music uh but this is like no one would do this you see all the blood on the floor your first thought is not to grab a water bottle and clean this bloody dog on this shag yeah. carpet floor. Mm-hmm. You would take the dog to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, at the same time, you know, he's not supposed to be in there. That's true. But he says, so he's, yeah. 
He's trying to clean up his mess without Gary noticing. All I say is, oh my god, your dog bit me. He ran into the room. I wanted to make sure I, he was okay. I'm fine. There's a little bit of blood. No problem. Whatever. I've yeah. got blood in your car, but figure it out. I don't know. Fucking lie. Yeah. But he's he's cleaned the blood off. The final penultimate moment is we find out that he's been using a shirt with Debbie's face on it. The dog yeah. shakes off the water. The the little <laughs> zoom ins on all the blood splattering is great. And he's yeah. like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he just leaves it like that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and then they leave Gary. They're like, hey, over. Goodbye. And he's like, wait, it's your turn. And then, yeah, Max just knocks over. Jenny. He's like, oh, I lost. Goodbye. I almost forgot, too, another part that I love before the part with the dog and everything, when they're just in Gary's living room and he's trying to hide the wound on his arm and Gary just throws him like a a uh, bowl of popcorn into his arm and the way, the way Max reacts just like, oh, yeah, as it lands right on his wound. He's like, I was just saying how much I wanted to get popcorn. <laughs> but he doesn't want Gary to notice. I love it. Yeah. Anyways. It's, no, it's, it's a great moment. Um, yeah. They basically decide they have to go to the Bulgarian's house. Um, Sarah's like, I don't know why I'm sticking around, but if I left and I found out you guys died, I'd kind of be sad. Yeah. And they're like, great, thanks. That's cool. <laughs> They break into this person's house. It's a big party. And yeah. what kind of party is it? It's a fight club. Fight club. Ryan was right. And uh, yeah, this is some Django Unchained shit, which is absolutely correct. Yep. It's yeah. Beating the shit out of each other to the death. It's weird. Ryan stays to watch and the rest go look for the egg. And he's like, no, no, I, uh, maybe it's in here. Which he's right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we get some. Uh, this is where the, the joke pays off of like, did you sleep with a celebrity? Who was it? Yeah, it was Denzel Washington. Yeah. yeah. Well, she thinks it's Denzel. Yeah. And it's his lookalike. And I think this is a pretty funny sequence because she tells the story. It shows the flashback. It shows her with the guy. And um, it's she just makes it out to be so romantic and so amazing. And then she shows him the picture and he's like, yeah, that's not Denzel. And it's just such like a nice payoff. Yeah. She's like, no, it's him. He's like, no, zoom in. And I love they zoom in and he goes, it's the nose that gives it away. <laughs> and then he's like, what kind of car was he's like BMW. And he's like, Oh, and he's like series three. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> the fact that it's an older model. And he was using his, he was using his spare bedroom as an office. <laughs> it's like, that's not a millionaire actor. That's right. just some guy that looks like a millionaire actor. They have a cute moment though because he's like, "You want to talk to Denzel?" And he doesn't a Denzel impression, and they laugh. Yeah, and you see they shake it off. Um, yeah, Max Andrew in the like office. That was kind of like I'm not going to say it was improvised, but I feel like it was just kind of like Lamorne Morris being like, "Hey, I do a really good Denzel," and he just did that, and I feel like it was just kind of like a genuine moment where she he actually made her laugh. Yeah, so, yeah it is a nice moment. Go to Max and Annie. They're not having an opposite of a nice moment because they're talking about how they don't want children or he doesn't want a child because they can't do all the fun things they did in the past. He uses Pac-Man as a metaphor. And she's like, that's dumb. Life isn't about playing it safe. Like, they always played safe in Pac-Man. They never got the fruit because the fruit was the thing that they wanted you to get so you could lose. And Mm -hmm. uh, she's like, who cares? Like, life's not always about winning and losing. He's like, also, when we have a kid, of course they're going to be the most competitive kid. Like, we're going to raise him to be awesome. Um, that comes up a little bit later, but uh, I didn't know. I want to like when I if I rewatch it again. We cut back to the Fight Club. Ryan is there. He sees the uh, egg that's in a safe. Yeah, and they just leave the safe open. As yeah, you do. He's he's an idiot. Yeah. I love he takes the egg and then the whole party goes quiet. It's a great okay. I will say it's a great shot because like this fight spills out in front of him, and then yeah. it pans up and he's holding the egg and they're like, 
who are you? And he makes a, a film reference here. Do you know what it is? What is it? He says, I'm the CEO of Cyberdyne Systems. What is that? Terminator. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, great job. We And then we get probably the best shot of the movie. The one take. We get a oneer through yeah. the entire house where they're chasing them around and the, the, the game gang. The game gang is trying to hold on to the egg. <laughs> the game gang. That's like what this would be called if it was a kid's movie. Game gang. The game gang. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, yeah, I do love that shot. This yeah. It's a single take. It's so frantic. It's all so well done. All the way to well the done. house. They're all yep. on different levels, different rooms. We're following the egg as well. It's great. This is yeah. probably yeah, the best sequence in the movie. These guys love one takes. They do that they again do. in Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Great effect. Yeah, they they do it really well too. They don't they make it so you even if there is a cut, you can't really tell. They don't like go behind yep. like a wall. It's it's really well done, and the choreography is great. I'm a sucker for a one take. If you can make Give the one take a look real and b have great choreography yeah. and stunts, I'm a winner. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 100 percent with you. It ends up being that uh, Sarah catches it. The uh, one of the fighters trying to tackle her. Ryan tackles him, and they tackle onto a glass table. And I forgot about this joke before because during Brooks's fight, <laughs> he like gets thrown onto a table that doesn't break. And then uh, Kevin's yeah. like, "Man, glass tables are acting <laughs> weird tonight." <laughs> oh. uh, it almost felt like a Twenty One Jump Street joke. Uh, yes, but uh, yeah, they uh, they drive by the bridge to meet the uh, Bulgarian. Uh, you find out that uh, like oh it's back there. They slam on the brakes. The egg flies forward and it cracks. But then you see it's plastic, and we have a list from people in the WITSAC, which is the Witness Protection Program. Uh, mm-hmm. Brooks is on the bridge. We get our little meeting. They tell everybody to get on the ground. They call the Bulgarian, and then uh, this is a sweet moment though, because Brooks finally is like, "Look, I wanted everything you had in life." I I, I genuinely like this moment. I agree. It's just it's a nice like uh, him coming to his senses and just basically telling his brother that he's been, you know, envious of him his whole life. When yeah. you think it would be the other way around. And it's, he's like, it's nice. I cheat on every game we ever played. Like, why do you think I made you like be right in front of the TV? Uh, even during yeah. life, I I'd take five thousand dollars cash and I put it in me for Monopoly, which yeah. one? Jason Bateman, you're blind. You didn't realize you had five thousand dollars extra. <laughs> Yeah. Like if he said he slipped himself another five hundred dollar bill, perfect. Yeah. Five thousand? That's a lot of money. You're just dumb. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. He's like this whole game was supposed to mean you getting to the end because I knew you could win and getting your dream car because we found out that the Corvette was his dream car and that's why he bought it. Kind of similar to like a, uh, um, like there's an episode of It's Always Sunny where Frank buys uh, um, D and Dennis's favorite gifts. It's like yeah, it's just like I have it because you wanted it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Gary arrives though, and is oh, like, "Hey, boy. I was saying the day I love. When did Gary get so cool? He shoots <laughs> the two guys that kidnapped them, and then they're like, how 'How'd you find us?'" He's like, "Well, something was up when I uh, with the late night Jenga game and the blood and the search history on my computer." <laughs> yeah, and then Gary gets shot. Yep, tragedy because the guy on the ground was not dead yet. Yeah, and uh, Gary yeah. gets shot through the heart too. And Gary has a nice little monologue as Max sits next to him. And in that moment, uh, Gary basically says, what does he say? What is the direct quote? It, Something like, do you, do you have, I don't know down? the quote. I can pull it up, but it's basically on lines of like, I was never invited to the game night. I get it. I understand. But like basically I'm like guilt him into being like, 
never again. Yeah. Take that for granted. Never again. Like, don't invite us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then as he's dying, he says, and that's how you do a game night. And he, and he spits out a blood up. capsule. And it, it all comes, like, he reveals that he set up everything and he did it to mess with them and because they don't invite him to game nights. And, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, that's a little far-fetched. But Gary's crazy. <laughs> we know this. Gary is particular and awkward. He would be the type that would set this entire thing up because he's got the time. And he is crazy, so he doesn't really care if they got hurt or not. So I think yeah. it's a really interesting and funny twist. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, and those guys are uh, kind of on parole, so this is what's going to shorten their parole a little bit. He's like, thanks, guys. <laughs> and he's like, the one goes, the lady hit me with her car. <laughs> I love that. And I I love, it's just further proof that he's not a very good cop. The fact that he's letting these guys have a shorter uh, parole just for that. I love it. And then Gary actually gets shot. Yeah. Yep. And uh, again, this is, this kind of annoyed me. They're like, oh yeah, nice. You don't believe me. It's like, he got shot again. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, how silly of you, blah, blah, blah. And he fingers his bullet wound. Gary screams. And, this is where the movie kind of annoyed me a little bit. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah. Because it goes into such a stereotypical villain. Yeah. That I I hate cliche villains where it's like, it's Michael C. Hall. He's the Bulgarian mm-hmm. with a big henchman. And he's like, oh, yeah, I want that list. And they're like, if we give you the list, we keep us alive. He's like, sure. Yeah, I don't care. I just want the list. So you're going to kill yeah. everybody down here. And then Brooks takes a list and swallows it. And they're like, well, let's cut it out of you in the jet. Yeah. First off, it's paper. Yeah. So that list will gonna... be dissolved. Yep. Yeah. Second, he gra- they grab Brooks. And earlier we saw this dude's record, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that he had manslaughter, kidnapping, all this shit. Why would he not... Killer by on the bridge. Why he's like, oh, they don't matter. Look at them. They're 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 uh, they're useless. Blah blah blah. Yeah. It's like you just had a cop. You'd yeah, finish just... the cop off, and then you would shoot the rest of them. Yeah, just kill them. But he's like, nah, leave them. Who cares? That is that is a silly trope. You know, this dude's a fucking like head honcho crime boss, and he's, he's like, Dexter. leave all these witnesses alive. <laughs> yeah, I. I agree, but yeah. they got to set up the last action sequence somehow again. And then, and then it gets even worse because it happens later. But anyways, yeah, um, yeah they, they, he's like, Oh, the only closed airfield to here is by, uh, Brooks's house. He was renting. And we don't have a car. He's like, we have one there. He, uh, grabs the, uh, the vet. I do love this next line where he's like, you know what I'm going to do? And they're driving the vet. It's it's just them two though. It's not anybody else. The other, the rest yeah. of the gang was like, eh, I bet you they took Gary to the hospital. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, but she's like, you're gonna crash the car into the plane like Liam Neeson and taking three. He's like, he did that in taking three, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. Again, their like relationship as a couple and their rapport is wonderful. Yeah, they great casting, and it's funny because they're probably like. Almost 20 years apart. I looked it up. Only 10. He's 54. She's 44. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been unrealistic. I feel like because at the time this movie was made, that's what, five years ago. He's in his late 40s. She's in her late 30s. That kind of feels fair. For some reason, I thought she was closer in age to me. 
because Mean Girls came out when I was in high school, but I guess she's 12 years older than me. The more you know. The more you know. Show the rainbow thing from NBC. Um, <laughs> they try to crash it. He goes in front of it. He misses. He does it again. He crashes the plane. The car gets crashed. He can't get out of the car, so she runs up and tries to trick the henchman. Uh, again, the charades. He's like, oh, full circle bullshit, huh? This is where he quotes yeah. it. I love when she does the charades, turn on, because the, the guy is standing right underneath like a, a giant conveyor belt with a box on the top. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's doing like turn on the belts and they just charades. This is great comedic filmmaking. I yes. love shit like this. When the, the box is just going up the conveyor belt so, so slowly. And he's like, that's a slow belt, isn't it? And then, yeah, it just <laughs> it falls with a complete whimper. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, she hits him the the henchman with a uh, fire extinguisher. Um, mm-hmm. Grabs the machine gun, gives it to, to uh, Max. Max runs to go get the drop on the uh, the barbarian or barbarian shit, the Bulgarian. <laughs> yeah, you know. So what you were saying earlier, like with this twist with Michael C. Hall, it is a bit much. I will say they could have just ended with the twist that. Um, Gary set it all up, but they go the extra mile and they keep going. It is a bit much, but I'm glad they kept it in because there's so much genuinely good comedy in this last action sequence. Like we've already covered uh, the Taken 3 joke and then the conveyor belt box. And then I love Annie with that one henchman outside the plane. Yeah. <laughs> like, where, where uh, he's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, not with an ass like that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. The way she says, oh, thank you. It reminds me so much of Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> and then the classic, he gets sucked into the jet of the plane. Yeah. And she goes, yes. <gasps> oh, he died. That's <laughs> just like, that's some good delivery right there. It's good delivery. But like, again, the, uh, the killer evil guy in the plane won't just stab yeah. the guy who has his list. And then when he comes in, they get a fist fight. He pulls up a gun, tries to shoot him, doesn't shoot him. He gets hit in the head by the fire extinguisher. He's knocked unconscious. And then when we get the, uh, revol- again, the callback where uh, they have a bungee cord in the plane. So he ties him up like he tied himself up when he was a kid. Yeah. They call it out. Brooks fucks them one more time. He's like, oh, yeah, you can get up now. This is a, the jig's up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, nice. we get a little more queen. We get three months later. It's game night. Um, Brooks is on house arrest for all the tax shit that he committed. And then he's like, yeah, I sold that list for $3 million, but I also, I'm not a monster. I tipped off every person on the list. It's like, yeah, yeah they'll still die. <laughs> so he made a bunch of money. He's like, once I get out of here, I'll be fine. Gary's alive. Yeah. A great part of the game night. A great gag where he's like, it's just a, it's, they're playing Pictionary and the pictures is a person crying in a chair. And they're like, what is it? He goes, he goes, Green Mile. Like, what the fuck you mean it's Green Mile? He's like, that's me in the theater. I'm crying when we're watching the Green Mile. <laughs> I love Kevin. How are we supposed to know that? And Gary, Gary's just like, like, I assumed all you guys cried during the Green Mile awkward <laughs> silence. And Brooks just goes, who's next? <laughs> like, fuck this guy. But yeah. they um, owe him his li- their life, so. Yeah, Annie comes yeah. up and starts to play. And uh, Bun in the Oven, they're pregnant. Um, great job, uh, Max's semen. There you go. Yeah. And uh nice little heartwarming ending. Not really because we because... pan outside and we see more masked people about to charge into the house with guns. And that 
That's that is a great ending because it implies that there could be a sequel, but at the same time, it's just a great ending. Like, and it implies they all got murdered. <laughs> it implies they all got murdered. It implies they all got captured. It implies something, but it's just like I, I think it's a good way to end it. And like you said, there could be a sequel, but at the same time, I just like that mystery. Like we don't know what happened. Yeah, it's just it's a nice little last joke, you know. And we have again Birdie in the background recreating the movie. I love yeah, it, I um, but no, I genuinely. She's gotten her second wind. Yeah. She wants to play, so it's okay. Max, have birthday again. Uh, I hope you. we can get together soon. I'd like to see you when I'm in town, yes, um, if we can. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a game night of ourselves. Oh, hey, yo, some blockbuster. Yeah, play that blockbuster. Yes. And yeah. listener, I hope you had fun with this episode, and um, I hope that. Um, you give this movie a chance if you haven't seen it. We did spoil it, but um, watch it. Forget <laughs> everything you just heard. Yeah, forget what we said. Enjoy it for yourself. All right. You want to say it because it's your birthday? Sure. All right, do it. Listen, listeners, remember, be kind and rewind. Intro song from YouTube Audio Library by DJ Williams. Recordings done on Clean Feed, podcast distributed by Anchor, original logo created by friend of the pod David, current logo created by friend of the pod Liz, purring by Storm.